Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Jujutsu Kaisen. So this will be episode seven, Assault. So this is a continuation of last week's episode with the Mechamaru and Mahito fight. That's kind of the first half, 60-ish percent of this episode. And the second half of this episode is going to be the, I guess, real introduction to the Shibuya arc. We're actually on location in Shibuya. Um, so I guess there's the, the giveaway for what the arc will be about, or at least where it will take place. So we'll talk about, obviously, those two things separately. The, I mean, I'm ready to just jump right in personally. I feel like Mechamaru versus Mahito, in my opinion, satisfying fight. It was pretty close to what I remember from the manga itself. They obviously are going to pull at our heartstrings a little bit. I don't know how well it hit, depending on how much of a connection that you feel to both of these characters, being, I might mispronounce your name, but Miwa and Mechamaru. But I mean, I, for me, kind of this fight kind of anything, you know, good action, emotional side. Uh, so I think we could just talk about literally anything we want to talk about with Mechamaru, Mahito, and Ghetto. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it, was, uh, it really reminded me of Gurren Lagan. Like so much, because even Mahito had like the the spiral on his head at one point. Like he transfigured that, and I was like, "Dude, that's got to be a callback." Because I didn't have time to reread the chapters, but that definitely didn't stick out to me during my manga read. So um, that had to be a callback. Yes, the fight was pretty good. Um, Mekamaru, he planned for this, you know. Unfortunately, he just came up short. You know, it's a, he had a big, strong adversary, and um, I thought Mahito's power on display was was quite the spectacle. I mean, it is called idle transfiguration, right? Yeah, yep. he's just so creative, and and it's pretty cool that he's this handy with his power at only like an infantile age, quote unquote. So you say, but uh, so you could say, um, but yeah, and it, it introduced the Shibuya arc pretty well. Dave, the the fight itself I thought was really well done. Definitely giving my hats off to Mechamaru. He was amazing in this in this episode for sure. Still, am not crazy that he went behind everyone's backs to do all this by himself. Me too. Still wasn't crazy about that, but yeah, I agree completely that Mahito's ability is just so cool to see in this kind of like setting here because I feel like this is showing him growing as a character and not. He wasn't doing all this in his fight with, you know, Nanami and I always forget our main character's name. Yuji. We never, we, it's been so long since we've seen fully Yuji. Um, but yeah, in that fight, like he wasn't doing all of that and he was getting his ass kicked there. But I feel like that fight alone had made him grow a lot. And we really see it here with how quickly he's transforming. And it was just so cool seeing all the different forms that he was taking on. Like there was a rat, snake, a bunny, like different types of birds. It was so cool to see. Um, I feel like, oh yeah, and in regards to your Gurren Lagann comment, I feel like I did see something on Twitter that was literally like a shot for shot, like side by side of like one of the parts in the JJK fight with a fight in Gurren Lagann, and they were identical. Parallel. They were parallel, and it was actually really cool to see. Personally, I'm not a crazy Gurren Lagann fan. I actually, I'm, I bro, hate on it hard. Believe in the me that believes in you, I mean, bro. That line definitely is hard, Come and on, I loved dude. Bro. Bro was great, but overall, the but going back to this, yeah, Mechamaru rest in peace man i i think he's dead and it definitely i you had mentioned at the beginning about how hard it hit and while mechamaru yes hasn't been a character that we've seen like a ton of it 
I think these two episodes really personified him. And I think the death was really sad and especially the relationship he has with the blue haired girl. Um, I mean, while we haven't really explored that relationship too much, I still feel like it was sad because she was talking about how everyone got closer after the sports game. So that was what the was timing hit. of it, like the parallel timing was quite yeah. sad. How she's like, I want to get closer to you. And then it just goes to like that kind of almost angelic water color painting shot of like the, the mm-hmm. Nakamura prototype just busted up on the mountainside and was like, damn. The one thing with JJK that's always tough for me is like sometimes the power explaining goes a little bit be- beyond my capabilities of understanding. And so I get that Mechamara was basically like uploading curse techniques into the suit, which he was like firing at Mahito, like the first one that he blows his left arm off. I guess that was like just basically just like a needle with just like a, a curse technique that canceled out Mahito's ability. Uh, if you want to break it down stupidly, I think it was I just like charged up with cursed energy. Okay. Right. Because, because Mahito was like, I, I, from what I understand, Mahito's ability is that he essentially like, the way that you beat him is like you have to destroy like his soul or whatever like yeah, you can't you have to attack just... his soul yeah and mechamaru wasn't capable of doing that but whatever that was specifically was able to destroy him yeah some of them were okay um the gist that i got out of it and then domain expansion always is tough especially when you have mojito's like complex ability of being able to like idle transfigure whatever he touches and then when he goes into domain expansion it's like you're basically fucked. Like everything in his yeah. domain can be touched by him. Essentially, a domain expansion means it's like a sure hit, right? Technically, yeah. But the way he trumped that was with a simple domain expansion that it doesn't require a barrier, right? Isn't that what how it works? Yeah, that was something like the simple domain was kind of that was where things were getting a little fuzzy for me again it's like a domain like i get, like get Mo- mojito's yeah. ability i guess and i do get his domain expansion the simple domain is where it kind of lost me yeah it's pretty much like so essentially what they talk about when it's like a domain fight it's like you're pushing against each other and the simple domain is just like a way to create like a little like protective barrier kind of like around yourself mm-hmm. you know so it doesn't it doesn't have any like benefits beyond that it's literally just pure like counter domain that's the only kind of use for it like you can't like it doesn't like you know raise your attack level it doesn't hurt the other person it's just pure like protection essentially okay and it's it's not like a like a simple curse technique so it wasn't like i would say a big deal like they didn't see it coming that he was about to use this right here was that the first i think that might have been the first of we've seen of a simple domain right i do believe so i feel like it gets used yeah fairly often like after this but i'm yeah, pretty it sure definitely does. Right. the only counter we had seen to domain expansion was just basically having a domain expansion that was stronger than the one that was already up or yeah. or the ways that nanami had broke it down with like if you're on the outside it's a lot easier to just like yeah, poke go in through yeah um i will i want to comment on the uh sentimentality of his relationship mechamaro's relationship with his classmate um unfortunately I don't think it hit as strong as it did for me when I read the manga because like the manga was there wasn't such a large uh, separation between me personally seeing Mechamaru and seeing him in this fight. Whereas this season came out a few years ago and this is the first we're seeing of Mechamaru since that first season. It's like, you know, and he was a really cool character in season one. I don't think he's like one of the 
main characters that stuck out outside from the class, the three classmates in the manga. I feel like it hit a little better. And if I'm not wrong, if I'm not correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, again, I apologize. I did not have a chance to read the chapter, but I feel like the death was a little more explicit in the manga. Uh, yeah, he like they pretty much show Mahito. I feel like like he crashes. I mean, he, he does in this episode where he kind of like crashes into the cockpit pretty much. But I feel like you're you might be right. I, although I feel like the fact that he's in the cockpit and he is in that like form of himself is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I like the way he Mahito explained the way he um, beat him was he got so good at his power. And this touches on Dave's point at the beginning of the episode where he mentioned how much he's grown. Um, he like spread his body apart and then combined it again to mm. to dodge the attack. Like that's that's glitch, bro. That's I also thought insane. it was pretty insane too that Mahito was in the moment thinking while he was like taking damage that he was like hide the damage that was being taken. So they like Mechamaro basically couldn't figure out which curse techniques we're using. Like that's just something that's so small and minute that's in, happening in the moment, but just. It's so cool to see that Mahito is like that smart in like the drop of a dime. Like he's able to think like there were different techniques coming from the suit and that he was able, he just needed to hide them basically to, to show, to give no hints to Mechamaru. I was just, I thought a really good touch to the fight itself. So I actually want to bring something up. So Mahito is a cursed spirit and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like. And it basically like he has multiple souls, right? If I'm not mistaken, or he's like a collection of like uh, cursed. He was like he was like born from something, right? I believe that. Yeah, he has like multi- he has more than one soul. Yeah. And they're collected together and they created and that's how he was like conjured essentially. Right. Top of my head. I don't know, like word for word what his origin is it says he believes he was born from human transgressions and considers himself the very manifestation of humans hatred of each other this makes him the only member of the group to not be born from the fear of natural disasters ah that's pretty cool actually okay yeah i just everything about him is i think he's a really good villain honestly i know we had that discussion kind of recently but um just like you guys have mentioned, the growth of him is really fun to watch. The The amount of transformations he does in this episode is way more, I feel like, than they showed in the manga. In the manga, he obviously like does like the limb stuff when he's running, and he turns into like a bird, and he turns into like a fish, and the, the fish panel is actually really funny with his face like on the fish. But it was awesome that we got more like the squirrel, the rat, the monkey, like all of that shit was just really cool because it is possible for him. I genuinely thought Mechamaru had him when he like stabbed him with the blade i really for a second i thought I, he had him and then i was just like mechamaru is just way more dispensable than yeah. mahito is and there's just no yeah. way mechamaru i mean he has pretty good battle iq it just wasn't enough to i mean but mahito's is just like yeah he's a on another level spirit yeah so that's pretty mm-hmm. much difficult for anyone to fight especially right. one-on-one i mean jesus mm-hmm. so the ending of this fight is essentially mahito and Ghetto meet back up and they have a little giggle fight or not a little giggle conversation about what's to come in i believe he says 10 days because mahito does drop the line of like you thought i wouldn't use my domain expansion because of what's happening in 10 days but like obviously that's enough time to recover and then we transition to the second half of the episode or the second part of the episode which is in my opinion i guess the real like beginning of the shibuya arc 
obviously the fight is kind of a bit of a prologue. It sets us up for this. We see that it's October 31st. We're in Shibuya Station in Tokyo. There's people out everywhere dressed up for Halloween. It was funny trying to look at like how people were dressing. The bananas were good. They got me. Um, <laughs> but we see that a 400 meter, a 400 meter radius veil, which only traps regular people, has been placed over the station. People can't get out or in regular people, but sorcerers can get out and in. And the people are asking for Gojo. Satoru Gojo. Uh, we just get introduced to like kind of teams in here. We can obviously talk about whatever we want. They give us a lot of information on the screen. I guess just kind of maybe thoughts moving into this arc. It doesn't, they don't really give us a ton here, but. How did they know to call first Gojo is what I'm wondering. Apparently, um, I'm pretty sure in the anime, the way they showed it is somehow some explanation was given to all these people cut like stuck in the the barrier the veil and it it explained like the only way you guys are getting out of this is like gojo if gojo sure shows, shows up i think it's, it was yeah. like over yeah, loudspeakers like or a, something like a whisper down the lane type of thing almost because he says at the end the guy who's trying to get out of like like they said that the only way for us to get out is getting satoru gojo so it's kind of just like a they're playing where the people that, like, being part of terror were the people being vacuumed into whatever the Shibuya station? Yeah, the subway station. Those were like non-jujitsu people, right? Those were like Correct. plain humans. Yeah. And the ones that weren't getting sucked in were just people who had the smallest bit of... I think they were just the same thing. Okay, just by, like just coincidentally just didn't get sucked in. Yeah, and that's my take on it. Although it, I guess it's interesting because they did make it a point to see the barrier. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. just going to say. They made it a point to show random people noticing the barrier yeah that's too. actually a good point that would make sense to me i guess i have no objections to that yeah but there yeah. was a fuckload of people getting taken into the station yeah. that is like yes there was a lot of people yeah i'm mean, obviously one of the busiest nights they have me make the little side comment of like people are coming from all over japan basically or all over the suburbs i wasn't familiar with the two i guess location names they said like people come from x and y here but i assume they're maybe you know areas around tokyo far from tokyo who can say but who are the teams let's recap the team yeah so we have teen nanami is going to be uh tanuko ino who is a grade two sorcerer who's under evaluation for, for promotion pretty much everyone's under evaluation for promotion at this point but and then it's megumi so it's the three of them and then we had that was team... the first we got introduced to that guy with the beanie right yep yeah was it was he not the one that was like with nanami after like the mojito like their fight his fight with uh in the Ooh. subway say your name like he was kind of like upset like he was like obsessed yeah. with like if uh, if you're remembering like that i mean he's like character thing is that like nanami's like his like main sense yes that okay up to, so yeah that yeah makes that's sense. what it was very brief like this is probably the second time but the first time yeah we okay. got the inclination that he was yeah. obsessed with nanami central just a little reintroduction he thinks he's megumi's senpai doesn't realize i guess that Megumi's also great too. And also like pretty smart as well. Yeah, yeah. So and then we have Team Zenin is gonna be Naobito Zenin, who is a special grade one sorcerer. So obviously he's a fucking savage. Which is a half level down from special grade. We have Maki, who is grade four. Poor Maki. But she's under evaluation to go to grade three. And then we have uh Nobara Kugasaki is uh grade three. And obviously yeah, under evaluation. And just and to then, re- quickly repeat, 
the people that Toto nominated was Panda, Megami, and Yuji, right? To be grade one. I do believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then we have kind of, I guess this is more of the duo than a team. It's the only one that's only two people. We meet Atsuya Kusakabe. He is yeah. a teacher at the first year, grade high, grade one, and yeah, and he is a grade one sorcerer. And then he's with Panda, who's grade two, who, as we just mentioned, is under <laughs> evaluation for promotion. So yeah, those are just kind of our squads. They're just kind of setting the chess pieces before we actually get into to getting down and dirty. And then the last scene, obviously, is the legend Satoru Gojo walks through the barrier, bumps into the guy, apologizes, and you just kind of know that shit's about to go down, essentially. The man, he's the fucking. Kusakabe, <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, the beanie guy and Kusakabe are like, they're two kind of cool characters. Dave. I want to hear yeah. your guys' take on who, like, of those three teams, who would you feel safest with? That's oh, so tough. Probably with my knowledge of the anime at this point. Um, I even want to hear it with the manga knowledge. Like, who would you overall take? I know Panda and that new guy are kind of at a disadvantage because there's only two of them, but he's grade one. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Like, that's why I'm kind of testing. It would be for me, it would be those two groups. It would be Nanami's group or his with Panda. Really? Kabe, See, that's why, like, I was asking that question because I wasn't sure if two people would be enough to carry. Well, because Megami is, we know he's potential. Like, ah, uh, no, I don't know, man. I think are I would you taking the Zenning clan? I think I would take teams. I mean, that guy's his power is insane and he's fucking the strongest person out of all of them. Everyone mm. we're talking about. Besides, we know that I don't trust fight and she's sick. It's just more of like a like a hierarchical tradition thing. Why she's a great four, but it's her and then Nobara and Mach and the Zenin guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, okay, yeah, fine. Sir. That's a good choice, but I just, I just, uh, yeah. Usagabe like- is the grade two teacher, mm-hmm. so he is like he's Panda's teacher, right? I'm just excited. Well, he's not from him. the same school. He's from Tokyo. Ah, he's from the they Tokyo are Tokyo, place. are they not? I don't. There's that's such a fantastic question. Not there's two. There's question. what is Kyoto is where oh, yeah, Maki's yeah, sisters one. from, and yeah. then Kusakabe is from Tokyo, which is yes, where Yuji yeah, and yeah, yeah. Shibuya. Also, fun fact: isn't that the infamous um, plaza in uh, Alice in Borderland? Yes, it is. Yeah, Shibuya Correct. Station. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Crossover, so, maybe the meteor is about to come and just fucking send them to purgatory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just well, they're the kind of in purgatory yeah, right now. Ruined it now. <laughs> People have had time. People have had time. Yeah, I mean, it's been out forever, so it doesn't really matter. And yeah, in my opinion, that's kind of it. Next episode should be way more kind of just action packed to the punch of, and also I guess the question is going to be too of we haven't seen a UG. This episode, so we'll get introduced. We've only seen him in what, like, literally one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he hasn't been, and it was like a pretty much all goofy stuff for the most yeah. part. So obviously just, that will change as is, as is the nature of Jujutsu Kaisen. They don't really get doesn't really pull any punches when it comes to this shit. So we're just kind of warming up for for what's to be probably one of the most insane seasons of anime that we've seen in a little bit. So I'm excited. Very to see very all these very new, excited to get into it. I want to see all these new characters and in action i want to see some new powers yeah. definitely want to see UG again it's been oh, way too so long many like, good moments coming up sakana hasn't made an appearance in fucking and for me it's been years at this point <laughs> like he hasn't made any moves at all so i wonder what, where he's at um 
And I mean, he's just, just hanging out inside of fucking Yuji's. What Gojo doing? is just the fucking man. Like at the end of the episode, I was just like, don't end, don't end, please. And it just <laughs> yeah, goes right. Coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming because he's yeah. the fucking goat. I love him so much. I'm and- supremely confident now that we'll have no more of like potential kind of dick tease type episodes like we're kind of through all of the intro type of stuff like once it starts going it just goes and it's gonna be a, just a fucking sprint to the end of the season and i'm guessing they ends ha- up being november i'm guessing they already have had to known that mechamaru did what he he did because it, it is 10 days later right mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. been 10 days yeah i mean i think it's pretty heavy i mean the bio i think he's dead like yeah. it's he's dead yeah, it said in the bio of the episode, the description, it said like, uh, and, you know, Mechamaro and Mahito's battle comes to an end, mm-hmm. like concludes. So, I mean, I think he's I think he's done for, unfortunately. It's a this arc is a very memorable arc that had lasting has a lasting impact on the story, Dave. It's so going to be a good one. Animated. Yeah. This is this is going to turn into there's going there's going to be a handful of moments that are going to be really fun to watch like people react to like anime reactors and stuff. It's going to be sheesh. Yeah, okay. that's going to be good content. Yeah, oh, the content's going to be absolutely tremendous. So that is going to do it for oh, excuse me, for our coverage of episode 7, which was assault. Like I said, this is kind of our last little preview kind of warm up let's let's say into the Shibuya arc so we're just going to obviously be covering every episode moving forward we'll be coming out with them weekly as you probably have noticed if you're following us there's really no rhyme or reason to when we drop episodes just kind of as our as our real life allows so the best way to just keep in touch with all of it keep on top of it is just going to be subscribe whatever you're watching or listening on get the notifications you'll be in the know of when these episodes drop and yeah that's pretty much all I got, unless anyone else has a final, final, final parting shot on this episode. Nothing from me. Didn't think so. All right. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.